Purple Mafia with your host, Paladino Joey. Well, we'll see. The doctors would disagree, but what do they know? So let's just say that you'll pay me because it's in your interest to pay me. Is it worth it? I mean, you've won. You want to wipe everybody out? I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out, Tom. Just my enemies. That's all. My father taught me many things. He taught me, keep your friends close, put your enemies close. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here. Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. It is Monday, November the 5th, 2012. This is episode number 125 of Purple Mafia. So now we're at 125. Yeah, another sort of milestone. It's kind of like a gold and silver, I guess you could say. Like gold 100 and silver 25. Yeah, well, something like that. So... Or platinum, silver, I guess, because maybe 50 is gold, I don't know, and 100 is platinum. Eh, whatever, right? It doesn't really matter. There's a lot of people out there with even, with like 300 episodes. <laughs> like Alex Raymer of Without a Curse, holy cow. But anyhow, <laughs> it's more like 500. But yeah, let's move on. Purple Mafia is available on the thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank each and every one of you always for downloading and listening to this show. It is a great pleasure to... Service your airwaves with Purple Mafia. I am, of course, your host, Joey Wygen, or Paladino Joey. Dylan Richardson was kind enough to introduce me way back at the beginning there. That was his voice. He is the executive producer of thesportstuff.com. So thank you always, Dylan Richardson, for helping make this show possible. Yeah, right now, oh man, I love these. (laughs) I love this Mountain Dew Baja. Baja Mountain Dew, Baja Blast, whatever. Good stuff. I got it. Speci- I just went to Taco Bell just to get this. That's it. So I could have a little bit of energy to do the show. Obviously, always you tend to record fairly late <clears throat> due to my uh, schedule. But <laughs> and, and I like the flavor too. It's interesting. You can only get it at one place. But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna all need a little uh, <coughs> caffeine boost right now, aren't we? As Viking fans, I do appreciate those of you that did listen last show, though. I mean, the numbers were not bad considering the play of the team of late. So, thanks again, guys, out there that have listened. Uh, no call-ins this week. I thought uh, Brent Jacobson was going to call in. Apparently changed his mind. But that's perfectly okay with me because it is the lawn cleanup season, unfortunately. But I'm still here. I'm still here, guys. I'm still your dedicated uh, host of Purple Mafia. Oftentimes, I tend to take a couple of shows off because of, uh, unfortunately, you know, bad timing because it's during the season. But, I have a second job where it's a lawn service, do lawn cleanups for some extra money. And uh, whether I like it or not is another story. It's just a matter of I have to do it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I tend to miss uh, shows, but this the right now I'm, I'm not missing it, so I'm able to keep it going. So it's actually, <laughs> actually kind of, I'm actually kind of glad nobody called in. And, no, it's nothing against anybody. I appreciate all of you that do call in. It's just, it makes the show a little bit longer, and uh, that's a good thing. I think it's more information, more fun. But I think for this show and the next, uh, we'll just say I'm not going to take any calls for episode 126, which would be the Detroit game. For the Detroit game, I won't take calls for that. But anything after that, obviously there's the bye week and then the Chicago game, then we can start taking calls again. It's nothing against anybody, just the schedule. Got to try to... I want to get these shows in without having to be too late because I need the rest. <laughs> I need the rest. This is like job number three. You know what I'm saying? Job number one, two, three, or this. You, this is my favorite job of the three. But I just, you know, gotta try to chill. Okay, I'm already spending enough time as I would have been with the calls. So Minnesota, of course, did not win the game. We all know that. Thirty to twenty, Minnesota loses to in Seattle. A lot of us kind of saw that coming. Some people saw a win. <sighs> Predictions are tough to do, and I talked about that on the Facebook page. So we're going to get to the Facebook page and the Twitter account, the interactions on Twitter, and the uh, comments and all that stuff on 
Facebook. Probably not going to read every single thread or every single comment in every single thread because sometimes it gets into a long conversation and a lot is said. People sometimes want to write an essay and it gets to be a little bit too much to be reading that on air. Might seem a little bit dorky if I read the whole thing. I got to probably break it down a little bit. So that's just how it goes. <laughs> but I've, as always, the model of this show, like I put on the, the Facebook page, <laughs> the model of the show is to interact with you guys out there. Yes, I'm going to do my best I can to interact with you guys. Uh, listenership involvement is absolutely the face of Pro Mafia. Or it's at least one of the faces of it. <laughs> Hopefully a winning team, too. But the face of this show, episode number 125, is going to be Christian Ponder. It's not going to be as much of a quote-unquote game review as it is going to be analyzing Christian Ponder. Now, the one good part about the football game that uh, Malcolm got into we'll get into, uh, is obviously the running back was unbelievable. Adrian Peterson was absolutely amazing. Uh, had 144 yards in the first half and uh, got only five carries in the second half. I do believe Malcolm mentions that. We'll get to that again very shortly on the Facebook page. Uh, but that just tells you something. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, the Vikings were down, so they had to get something going. But, well, unfortunately, <laughs> the quarterback was not getting the job done, ladies and gentlemen. Adrian Peterson had a single run that was longer than Christian Ponder's entire stats for entire yardage for the entire game. Oh, what the hell? Throw the ball! Yeah. Good job. Uh, good good times? Yeah, good times. Thank you so very much. Now, that tells you how great Adrian Peterson is, but it also tells you how horrendous Christian Ponders... Christian Ponders, that's funny. One of my co-workers calls him Ponders. Yeah, I'm Pondersing, too. But, um... Where was I leading here? Christian Ponder was horrendous! And he is horrendous, according to basically everybody right now. What did he get? 63 yards? 63 yards? Uh, or was it even that? That's the million dollar question, right? Was it even 63 or was it just like an accident that he even got that many? Yeah, 63. 11 of 22. Yeah, we can all say Skull Vikings all we want, but uh, yeah, we're happy for him. Adrian Peterson had a great game and uh, <laughs> as did Blair Walsh, a 55 yarder along the way. Good times. There you go. That was pretty much the highlights of the game right there. Uh, Harvin was all right, but unfortunately now he's hurt with an ankle. He's on crutches. We'll get to that again shortly. <laughs> I just, uh, it's just one of those situations right now where it's unexplained, man, about how bad Ponder is. Other than maybe he just can't play and that's the only explanation there is. I guess that might end up being the only explanation right now. That's going to be the main, the common thread of the show. It actually was last show for the most part, but this time it's more serious. Yeah, it's, it's just more serious this time. <laughs> Should Christian Potter be taken seriously to be uh, long-term uh, quarterback of the future for the Minnesota Vikings? Right now, no. No, Christian Potter should not. Should not be taken seriously to be this long-term starting quarterback of the future for the Minnesota Vikings. No. Uh, <laughs> there's just no reason to believe that. So with that said, we are going to move on to the Facebook page right now, and I'll continue comment commenting as such along the way. Recent posts by others, right? That's the way. I, that's where I got to start here. I mean, that's just the whole idea. Sure, it works. Sure, it's nice, and the thing actually works well, but it's not doing that right now. I don't like the I don't like that is the new design of these Facebook pages, man. By the way, just just so all of you, just in case all of you care, right? Ah, <laughs> uh, we are going to start with I don't know. We are going to start with there it is. Yep, Mark Carlson. Mark Carlson commenting first of all about on, on the excuse me commenting first of all on the previous show saying great show Joey Wyden or Paladino Joey. That's funny how he tends to do. <laughs> I like this guy, man. I like you, Mark. <laughs> I enjoyed listening to it. In fact, I looked forward to it. Nope is a perfect title. Great Collins. Super comments. I had a few flashback, few flashback moments when you were talking about the Vikings quarterbacks after the great one. 
Tommy Creamer, Wade Wilson, Rich Gannon, etc. Fun, entertaining, and informative listening. I just wish it was I was on board long ago. Mark from Iowa. You know that was about that. That is about uh, as nice a statement as and and as nice and detailed a statement as you could say about Pro Mafia because that's exactly what I try to sell in a lot of ways is to have a good title to the show that makes that really paints a picture of how the week was the previous week was or maybe whatever whatever maybe the last month depending on what the situation is the time of year um, I like to go down memory lane once in a while. Dylan Richardson would tell you that on the couple on the few shows I've done with him, uh, generally Bears related, Vikings and Bears related. You know, obviously memory lane for both teams or even the whole NFL as a whole. But I like to go down memory lane about this club. That's what this show is overall about. Uh, but I also like to get into the yeah. I, I I like giving you guys a chance to give your comments. I mean, if you can't call in or you don't feel like calling in or whatever. Because obviously you can't call in like nine times, so if you comment nine times, there you go. I mean, they might not all get read, just because if it's like nine comments, it might get a bit excessive at times. <laughs> but like two, three, four, six, whatever, you know, stuff like that. Um, to the point, though, yeah, I mean, that that is as good of a... I mean, that is as accurate and friendly a statement about Pearl Moff as you're ever going to get. So Mark Carlson... Yeah, it's gold star time. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you for that, Mark Carlson. I know it's a little bit early for me to be passing out the gold star, but I mean, I, I when I read that, I was like, I have to give it to him. I have to. If there's another one, maybe I'll pass out a silver star. Yeah, if there's another one out there that I think, uh, I'll give my first ever silver star. We'll see. I don't even know what i got, I got to think of what sound to put in it, right, as I'm getting there. <laughs> Malcolm McSween, that is, of course, the Malcolm that called in, I believe, was at last show. He says, going to Seattle and handing the Seahawks their first loss at home would be a huge statement for the Vikes. Come on, boys. And, you know, they, they could have, Malcolm. Boy, that running game was awesome. That running game was so good. And, they, I, I, you know, I actually thought the Vikings might, might win the football game. And I'll state this again, uh, I mentioned, well, I'll get to it later, about the whole, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to it when we get to it. Uh, Mark Carlson saying, watching at home today, let's play smart, execute and score, skull, Mark from Iowa, and yes, apparently Mark is back home and not on a, a work trip, as, they, as we like to call it. Malcolm continuing with another thread saying, AP is looking good, could have managed the clock better going into the halftime, but oh well. Yeah, the uh, the end of halftime was like really that that's what the really we didn't get anything. Oh come on, ah you know and it was and of course you got Christian Ponder getting sacked, flushed him out of the pocket or whatever. I mean the O line was about as hot and cold as you're going to get in the same game as I've I've seen in maybe in recent history. <laughs> I mean, you know, you get all these huge holes. Adrian Peterson gets a bajillion yards. Next thing you know, Christian Potter's on his back. Okay. So it's like the, well, I guess you're going to add it all together. The pass blocking sucks. The run blocking rocks. Pass sucks. Run rocks. Hey, there you go. I guess uh, I guess a little light bulb went off, huh? <laughs> no, and of course I'm not trying to be sarcastic or a smartass at all. No, I mean, I'm... It's like, it's just kind of like clicking as we speak here, isn't it? <laughs> it is like that, though. I mean, and it's kind of been the story of the season in a lot of ways. Now, the run blocking hasn't been fantastic the whole year, but it's been better than the than the pass blocking. And I wish the Vikings could get better at it. But, of course, I'm going to throw this out again one more time. I'm going to throw this out again one more time. There is a tell on Christian Ponder, ladies and gentlemen. Just like there are tells on uh, other quarterback, I mean quarterbacks especially, point guards in the NBA, there are tells on the on whoever has the ball the most. There are going to be tells, especially early on in your career. If the tell is a really big one, you could be dead meat, ladies and gentlemen. Like I'll bring up one more time, and I'll probably leave it as is this time. Now I am not comparing Christian Ponder to Randy Foy, though he may have about as successful career as Randy Foy in the NBA. I am merely comparing a situation 
with when there's a tell on a player that is a really big one, it ruined his career. Randy Foy had a tell that all you had to do was make him go left. Now, of course, he was the seventh overall pick in the 2006 NBA draft, traded to the Timberwolves for Brandon Roy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But no, if you got Randy Foy to go left, that was it. Right? That's a pretty big tell, you know, and that's a pretty big part of basketball is like the whole left by going left. I mean, you you either go right or left. <laughs> so, and in Christian Ponder's case, you flush him out of the pocket, he's virtually useless. And we've seen that time and time again. We saw it in Detroit. We saw it every other game pretty much since. That the, that Detroit game, I think, I think the Detroit Lions kind of caught the tell on Christian Ponder and teams have thus followed it ever since. And that's why, that's where we're at today, ladies and gentlemen. Christian Ponder needs to make the proper adjustments to continue his career. <laughs> Honest to God. Because if he doesn't, we are going to temporarily see Joe Webb. And long term, we might see a Matt Barkley, as Cedric Paulding brings up much later on. <laughs> yeah, we might see a Matt Barkley. Granted, I don't know if we're going to be in draft position to take him. We've already won five games, believe it or not, this year. <laughs> five and four. Oh, Lord of mercy. Let's just continue here. Mark Carlson says, Paladino Joey. <laughs> Everyone is putting out for the team. Everyone but Ponder. Nothing to ponder, quote-unquote. Mark from Iowa. Yep. He's been the... I mean, you can throw on... Yeah, I mean, yeah. And I, I, I agreed with that statement. But the other thing, though, I mean, the missed tackles have been a huge story for the Vikings as well. Now, there are times the defense looks good, and the next thing you know, the same guys are missing tackles. Uh, Jasper Brinkley is not a starting linebacker. Breaking news as it happens, Jasper Brinkley is not a starting linebacker. Oh my god! That's it. I said it. And that's about all there is to it. He's not. Um, I think you guys probably figured that already anyway. But no, he's not. Uh, Aaron Henderson is okay. Chad Greenway is not a superstar. He's an above-average linebacker, but he will never be a superstar. But he's getting paid like he's Brian Urlacher. Oh, wait, he's getting paid even more than Brian Urlacher. Right. Anyhow, we bounce around. Uh, Carlson continuing where I was kind of going with uh, that statement, saying, Unreal, the weakest link on the team is the leader. Heck, we can block extra points. We can kick a 55-yard field goal. That, of course, Blair Walsh, who is just unbelievable. We can run the ball. We are purple until we are purple in the, in the face, quote-unquote. But no way can we can we pass. I agree, Mr. Palladino. Disappointment, as in Christian Ponder. He is the biggest disappointment during this pretty significant downtrend. Yeah. Malcolm continuing saying... Yeah, I mean, that was an awesome statement by Mark right there. And... Actually, that was ultimately why I was going to give him the gold star. So, there you go. It was multiple. That was actually why I was going to give it to him, but we'll combine those two together there. That's where the that's why he gets the gold star this week. Just kick-ass commentary by Mr. Carlson. Malcolm McSween continuing, saying, Ha, true, we can do everything but pass. And Sebastian says, Or win on the road frequently. Sebastian Balls, of course. A celebrity member of Triple Mafia. <laughs> oh yeah, yes, he's been a he's been a, he's a yeah he's a big name for this show now, Mister Sebastian. Yep, he's been around for a while now. He says, "Well, we all know we don't beat Detroit twice anymore." The funny part is though, we did beat them in Detroit. That's the funny part. Uh, yep, and Malcolm's continuing that comment, saying, "Yep, and Detroit is on a roll. It's going to be tough." Yeah. Well, I suppose we did lose at home to Tampa, didn't we? So, yeah, good point, uh, Sebastian and Malcolm there. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be hard to pick the Minnesota Vikings to win that game. Even though it's like you got to think, like, here we go, momentum, momentum changing uh, game here because we seem to usually beat Detroit at home, and Detroit was playing poorly, and yeah, not anymore. They kind of whooped up on was it Jacksonville last week. Vikings did not whoop on Jacksonville at the beginning of the season, and at the time, Vikings were a little bit better, a little bit better than they are now. Like, at least Ponder looked halfway. Uh, 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 yeah, Christian Ponder. Like I said, he's the main threat of the show, isn't he? Very much so, the main threat of the show. And Sebastian, this is like gold star worthy right here. <laughs> it is. 
Absolutely, or Silver Star, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, here's the Silver Star. <laughs> My first ever Silver Star is going to Sebastian Balls for this statement, because there you go. There it is. Yeah, buddy! There you go. And there I go giving out Silver Stars before I read this statement. But that's because it's that good. <laughs> Sebastian says, I hate I'm saying this, but Ponder is worse than Grossman and any other much-hated quarterback ever. Wow. So glad I was working the whole time. <laughs> Man. Yeah, I, I know. He really hated... He saw Sebastian. Oh, he's so mean about that Grossman thing. He says, like I said, but yeah, you got a silver star out of it. Uh, you got the very first silver star there, Sebastian. It's a collector's item. He says, like I... Like I hated you saying this with a passion. But it's true. Bethel Thompson better beat Ponder as my starter in Madden. Wait a minute. Excuse me. I'm not, I didn't read that correctly. Like like I hated you saying this with a passion, but it's true. Bethel Thompson beat Ponder. Not better beat. That he beat Ponder as a starter in Madden 13. He can in real life too. Just watch. Wow. Well, I mean, yeah, we kind of continue a common thread there going on and on about Bethel Thompson. Um, because, yeah, there's a lot of writing there. You know, we got in a long conversation. would have been kind of cool to have it as a uh, 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 <laughs> instant message. But, no, it's actually good for people to read. Um, we kind of got into, hey, the whole Bethel Thompson thing. Well, it's about time the Vikings got lucky with something. Something. And because, also... I think I might have been sitting a little too close to the mic there. I apologize if it was the audio was a little bit annoying. But uh, <laughs> Bethel Thompson, of course, undrafted free agent, was at Sacramento State. <laughs> Who? Okay. Why not St. Louis Park State College while we're at it? No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, no, the whole, the whole point is there have been quarterbacks that have popped up out of the middle of nowhere. And, well... Joe Webb has had a winning record, sixth round pick. Not a yeah, he's he's won games a lot of people didn't see. Of course, he's about as unorthodox a quarterback as as Gray is for the Gophers. Of course, he hasn't been playing for a while anymore with a, that injury. But no, it looks like a safety trying to play a quarterback. No offense or anything. He's just he's more of an athlete than a quarterback. Um, just the way, just his style of play, the way he releases the ball, blah blah blah. Josh Freeman is an absolute stud. Great release, great everything, great bullet pass. <sighs> but as I continue to ramble on a side topic that's related, but side topic, uh, the whole point of this was guys like well, like Brett Favre kind of basically was like a eh, out of nowhere quarterback. We didn't even get to guys like uh, Kurt Warner. Like Kurt freaking Warner basically came up out of nowhere, blew up. Became, I think, a Hall of Fame quarterback. Sebastian continuing saying, don't forget Tom Brady. Yep, that's right. He was a sixth-round pick. And he was amazing. Absolutely amazing Tom Brady. What what a career. Legend. Absolute legend. Three-time Super Bowl champion. Should have been four or five, in my opinion. But, well, uh, you know. Um... And that's not and that's not just the New York Silver Bowls. That was the one when they, they probably should have beat the stupid Colts in 2006, but they didn't. But again, I continue to digress like always. <sighs> Matt Flynn was the other one I mentioned. Seventh round pick. I was shocked when he was like, wow, he won the number two job in Green Bay. That was pretty, pretty remarkable. He beat, I forget the guy that he beat, who was a lot of people thought, wow, second round pick. That's a strong one right there. This guy's a pretty good quarterback. Maybe he could have been a starter somewhere. I forget who it was. And Matt Flynn just flat beat him out of a job. Seventh round pick. And then the times that Flynn had to play because of a Rodgers injury was absolutely spectacular. Just like Rodgers was spectacular when Favre was hurt. Uh, when he had to replace Favre with a uh, uh, injured elbow, I believe it was. Um, man, it was just amazing. So yeah, Matt Flynn, seventh round pick. Blew up. Got a or sort of blew up, you know, and then got a big payday with Seattle, though unfortunately this other guy, Wilson, who was a third-round pick, beat him out of a job. So, it can happen. It can happen, and it will happen. Maybe, hopefully, with Bethel Thompson, I have no idea. Malcolm jumping in saying, I just hope we don't waste years figuring this quarterback situation out while we still have a talented team. Almost 
in almost every other aspect. Great point, Malcolm. That's my fear, too. You know, look how much time we wasted on Tavares Jackson. I mean, <laughs> we wasted a lot of time on that son of a bleep. We, we really did. 2006, he was still here in 2010, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Now, he was a backup in 9 and 10, but still, the fact he was even here is ridiculous. Uh, and it took Brett Bleep and Favre coming in to just say, okay, sit down, Tavares, you're not starting. Because he probably, Tavares probably would have been the starter, knowing the way Childress was. Oh, Childress. Ooh, I can't believe I actually even uttered that name on this show. I, For a while there, I just kept calling him the former coach. But no, um, the fact that Tavares Jackson, or Tavares Jackson would have been the starting quarterback in 2009 if Favre didn't come in. Yeah, all indications are... You know who Childress, you know how Childress is. Sage would have been the backup, even though Sage probably was a better quarterback than Tavares. But anyhow, yeah. Good good comments, Sebastian and Malcolm there. Malcolm with another statement, uh, thread starter here saying, Remember when the Vikings were the surprise team this year? Well, surprise, they're surprisingly inconsistent. No, inconsistent. Yeah, that's for darn sure, Malcolm. It's, uh... Yikes, you know, and of course Malcolm's from Oakview, California, just to let you guys know he's not in Minnesota, so that's kind of cool. I got a lot of people from Iowa and and from California, Viking fans listening to this show, so again, shout out to you guys, all you guys in Iowa and California, I appreciate it. Uh, I just had another new person from Iowa jump in, of course Dave Hickey's from Iowa as well, um, yeah, we're going to get to Dave's comment later on. He actually commented about the previous show, but uh, I'm just sticking with the current stuff right now, the recent posts by others. Dan Taylor says, Harvin is on crutches, has an ankle sprain, a long shot to play on Sunday. Oh, boy. And, yep, it never ends, and I was continuing saying that basically, now, we're not com- I'm not comparing this year to 2007, but the situation is, is utterly similar because, well, cl- it's going to be close, but no cigar, I think, that this team is not going to make the playoffs and, and of course, everybody's annoyed and pissed off with the quarterback. Yeah, in 2007, it was a second-year quarterback named Tavares Jackson, and everybody was pretty annoyed with the guy. But then again, he actually, that was probably his best year as a Viking was Tavares, honestly. But there were times during that season that everybody wanted to just, like, break something. Honestly, it was just unbelievable how frustrating he can be. <sighs> But no, the main point there is about Percy Harvin. Yeah, I mean, he's he's on crutches. He wants to play. He's thinking he can and will. But I kind of, knowing Percy Harvin, I kind of think somehow, somewhere he's going to find a way to get on that field. But yeah, being on crutches, man, that's not a good thing, though. That's not a good sign. It must be pretty bad. So I guess we'll just have to hope. I say, <laughs> if he, if it, yeah. If he's not, like reasonably healthy, like reasonably healthy, like 70%-ish, don't play him. You know, just just don't. It's not worth killing him. You know, he, we, he has a long career ahead of him, honestly. So that's what I say about that. It's going to be uh, very interesting to see how that turns out. Ah, man, i got to see where... Where was it? I want to find where... Dave Hickey had a lot to say. Uh, this must be it. I believe this is it. Something to say about a previous uh, about the previous show. Now I gotta dig it up. I apologize to those of you out there. This must be it. Nope. Dog. Oh yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Good, 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 good. Because this was a kind of a controversial post by Dave Hickey. It, Kind of surprised me a little bit, and you can tell by my reaction after it that it surprised me a little bit. I don't want to say I was annoyed by it, but I was taken back a bit. Now I've had enough time to kind of like, quote-unquote, get over it, we'll say. And of course, I'm not mad at him. No, yeah, no, I'm I'm not mad at you, Dave. I'm not mad, but it's just like a little... mm, I didn't necessarily like everything that was said here. I, I, I don't think it's completely true, honestly. <laughs> and Dave did not respond to it, unfortunately. I don't know if he just figured either maybe he was just starting to listen to the show and then maybe kind of caught on. Maybe that wasn't where I was leading 
or who knows, maybe Dave, if you could respond to me at some point about it, I, that'd be nice. But if you want to just move on, that's up to you. Well, here it goes. This is the uh, climax of the show, I guess. No, no, not necessarily. The climax of the show is Christian Ponder. Okay, because um, it's not about me or my show. It's about the, the team and, and the quarterback position. So Dave says, Joey, I was listening to the show, and I'm a huge Viking fan, but when you said everybody thought this was a sure win, of course, that being the Tampa Bay game, I had to laugh. There are no sure wins for the Vikings. You did the same thing for the Redskins game. Mm. See, that's what kind of got me a little bit. He says, I'm in a pool at work. I pick every game every week. Out of 20 people, I'm the only Vike fan, and I'm the only one who took... uh, Tampa Bay. I'd like to be a true homer, but I'm in it to win it. The reason the Vikings play don't play worth a crap in prime time without the first version of Moss or Favre. I never play well against Tampa. Believe it or not, I'm going to pick the Vikes to beat the Seahawks. They have 10 days to prepare, and I have a feeling. Keep up the good work, and I'll keep listening. Just please stop conning wins before they happen. It's just, you know, really, <laughs> really, uh, you know, I, I I don't know if there's some type of misunderstanding here. Maybe that's why you didn't respond, but did I really count a win before it happened? And Like, I, uh, no, I didn't, really, you know. And by the way, I was mentioning that on there, uh, maybe though a lot of people saw it by now, where, yeah, I've never counted a win before it happens. <laughs> I'm not really sure where Dave got this feeling that I was like, whoa, whoa, we're going to beat Washington. Did I really say that? Or did I just give my honest prediction of the game? I mean, that's partially why I'm not really sure I want to even give predictions anymore because it's like, it's not because I'm afraid of being wrong. It's because it's like, if I pick the Vikings to win a game and they don't, it's like, oh, you thought they were going to win. Well, nope, you're stupid. You know, and it's like, really? You're a homer, you know. I am not a homer. <laughs> I am absolutely not a homer. At all. I picked the Vikings to lose in Seattle. I picked the Vikings to get killed, utterly obliterated by San Francisco. <laughs> and I, I don't know. Hmm. It's okay to be optimistic sometimes. Uh, the only reason... I <laughs> I mean, I I honestly was not all that confident going in the Washington game other than I kind of had a good feeling about the way Ponder was playing and the Redskins' secondary includes the likes of Medea Williams and Cedric Griffin, which are absolutely horrible. So I thought the Vikings' passing game would be pretty successful in that game. Funny, it wasn't even close to successful. It was an absolute bleeping mess. He he got a lot of yards, but he turned the ball over a lot, including a pick six to Medea. And of course... And, of course, oh, what's-his-name, RG3, ran on the Vikings like there was nobody on the field. Like he was just going for a 50-yard dash. That's, or, excuse me, 77-yard dash, to be exact. So, I, I don't know. Again, I'm not mad at you, Dave, but I was just a bit taken back. Just reading it again kind of brought that feeling back a little bit, as you could kind of tell. Really, though, I am not a homer. I, minister. <laughs> It's just, you know, and again, it's like like I said on here uh, on the page, but I'll say it here right now. Also, I apologize if I sounded too defensive, too sensitive or anything like that. But this goes against the very foundation of the Purple Mafia show because being a homer and picking wins before they happen has never been what I'm trying to sell. Never. It has never been what I'm trying to sell. <laughs> you know, going way back to my videos... My first year of, well, which which was Paladino Live back in 2007, but that's why I keep bringing up that year sometimes, because I covered the team like a glove that year on YouTube. It's called Paladino Live. They're still all up there if you guys are curious just to see what I was like back then. That doesn't sound like a homer then, and I still don't sound like a homer now. In fact, I often got ripped for being too negative on the Vikings. And not, not even necessarily being too negative, but not being more of a quote-unquote homer. I often got ripped by it, by a guy by the name of, I don't know if he's still a listener, we had our, let's just say we had our brujas quite a few times around 2008, 2009, 
a guy by the name of... Why am I forgetting his name all of a sudden? He was a well-known guy on uh, thesportsdiff.com. His name... Well, his name on there was Mavs fan. I believe it's Darren Conway, I believe. Darren Conway. He turned out to be a pretty nice guy, but, boy, we had <laughs> some unbelievable brouhaha's at times. He basically thought my show should be a certain way, and I kind of was like, well, I don't know, I'd maybe have a slight disagreement with him, and then he'd get mad and blah, blah, blah. It was kind of crazy, but... Just saying. It was mostly about he thought I should be more of like a more rah-rah, go Vikings type of guy when that's not what Purple Mafia is all about. So, uh, I'll say this one last time. I'm, I'm not mad at you, Dave, but, uh, you know, I'm not mad at you. And you have a right to your opinion, but, uh, I don't know. I've said my piece, you said your piece, and on we go. <laughs> and thank you again for your continued listen- listenership, Dave. It is greatly appreciated. Just like every single one of you guys, it is greatly appreciated. And absolutely. Thanks again, all of you out there. So that's the Facebook page. By the way, facebook.com forward slash purple mafia show. Facebook.com forward slash purple mafia show. Go to that page and click like. That's right. Click like. Do appreciate uh Shonda, Shonda Carlson. Hmm, Mark Carlson related somehow. Hmm, interesting, but also from Iowa, and yeah, that uh, helps more. Uh, it gives you, yeah, might be related to Mark Carlson, huh? <laughs> so, uh, apologize if I didn't dig and do real research on that while doing the show, but no, well, it's because I'm live right now, or not? Yeah, because I'm doing it right here on the spot. But uh, that's more reason for another gold star, bringing some people in. Thanks again for that, Mark. And, of course, Dave Hickey as well. Thanks again for, you know, thanks again for your honesty, Dave. You know what? Thank you for the honesty, your honesty. Even even though if I might not agree with it or it might not be what I want to hear, you know what? You know what? Hey, sometimes the most critical statements, you know, not that I think he's even trying to be critical necessarily, but uh, sometimes the most critical statements can be very helpful. Sometimes the show isn't perfect. Sometimes the show isn't good, a four or five star show on, on, on iTunes. Sometimes it is three, you know, or two. I hope not two. And sure as hell not one. No way. This is not a one star show. Sorry. But I'm open to the possibility of three, four. And maybe the UK, I hope not two. No, I'm not even going to say that. It's not a two. But I'm, I'm open to the possibility that not everything about the show might be 100% A to your liking and be, you know, it might just flat be an area that needs improvement. So, again, appreciate that, uh, Dave. So, yeah, Dave does continue later on here uh, in a different, there we go, the different thread here where I was talking about, I'm honestly thinking of not making predictions anymore because it's a joke. No matter what the team's tendency are over the course of several weeks, I mean, over the course of several weeks, I mean, it could be every single week, meaning, like, the same thing happening, excuse me for this racket, shame on me, but, uh, yeah, the same thing happening over and over and over again, like, 13 points, 19 points like Seattle, and then all of a sudden, bam, they start looking like the, the 80s Niners practically out there, and just like Tampa Bay, too, it's just like, come on, what the hell? Every single week, it seems like it completely vanishes whenever the, whenever I make any type of prediction. Like, this is going to be a stingy, kind of grind-it-out type of game. Uh, Adrian Peterson versus Marsh John Lynch. Well, it kind of was like that, because they both got over 100 yards. But, <laughs> Wilson blew up. He just absolutely blew up, and Seattle looked great. Uh, and a uh, prediction that I made was dead on. Sidney Rice got on the end zone. He did. Oh, my God. Oh, my God! Yep, Sidney Rice got in the end zone. Wasn't that just great? Uh, No, it wasn't. That was total bull. Yes, it was. Um, Janine saying, think, uh, just think, uh, Janine Dites saying, just think, Joey, how dull life would be if you always knew everything that was going to happen each week. You'd be a very wealthy but bored man. Hey, I mean, I understand. I understand, (laughs) Janine. Just saying that it's, uh, these predictions are a joke sometimes, or... It seems like no matter how hard I try to 
figure out the tendencies of the teams, learn how where the game should be headed, what type of game it's going to be, and it ends up being a complete wash, completely different. <laughs> like, we're going to pass the heck out of that ball. It's going to be a really high-scoring game against Indianapolis. It wasn't high-scoring at all. You know, it's just so on and so forth. There's like a, like Seattle. Not this Seattle, but earlier in the year Seattle. Yeah, against Green Bay or something. 12-7. to 7. Justin Day, that of course Justin in Rochester on Twitter, very cool guy, says, Hey, Joey, and he was the gold star guy last week. <laughs> hey, Joey, I missed this week's show. Give me the Cliff Notes version of your prediction so I have some context on this. Yeah, I said it was going to be kind of a slow pace, kind of grind it out type of game, and Seattle would win thir- uh, 17-13. to 13. Justin continuing saying, I see, I predicted that despite getting spanked at home, the Vikings would somehow be in the game and find a way to lose it, which was basically true. Not ready to cut Ponder, but Musgrave called a good game in the first half, but the quarterback was awful. Second half to only give AP the ball five bleeping times. <laughs> No, I just added in the bleeping myself because it's unbelievable. He said it makes no sense. That said, Ponder had guys open and threw McNabb-like bounces at times. Yeah, terrible. Bounce passes, that is. Can't defend him anymore. Not, repeat, not saying put Joe Webb in as he is not the answer either. But I no longer have an expectation that Ponder will develop into much of anything. And that's about as, yeah, I mean, these comments are so good, guys, you know, <laughs> and, and Justin right there especially. I mean, man, you know, see, you guys are so good. I have the best listeners in the world. On, honestly, I do. I do. You know, and Dave has a great statement coming up, as does Cedric here. Cedric usually posts about one or two here and there, but they're always so good. You know, Cedric, of course, he, yeah, he's from Mississippi, so it's like, look at all, look at all the... Look at the geographics of Purple Mafia. It's just awesome, man. You got Australia, California, Scotland. I remember Jamie Gracie. Well, yep, I hope, hopefully you're still listening out there. You got a guy in Wales. I remember he mentioned me on Twitter a while back. And he's listening in Wales. You got uh, UK, of course. Dan Taylor, Matt Emer. Oh, man, it's just awesome. Who knows? Maybe there's even other places. Uh, Australia, I already mentioned. So cool. California, Iowa, uh... There, there, there's more. <laughs> there's more states that I'm missing. I think there's New York. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It just goes on and on. It's so cool. But, yeah, Cedric's saying, it's pain to watch Ponder keep regressing every week. 63 yards passing was unacceptable. Ain't that the truth? Unacceptable. Beyond unacceptable. You know, a 63 yards rushing would be considered kind of an average game. You know, like, eh, it's okay, but it's like, eh, he's a mediocre running back. But 63 yards passing is like, really? It's go for football standards, man. <laughs> oh, boy. I just said something really naughty there, didn't I? Yeah, but it is. It's go for football, man, level. Horrendous. Dave Hickey. And no, don't be afraid to post it, Dave. I'm not, like I said, I'm not, I'm not pissed off at you or anything. I just was a bit surprised, that's all. Maybe I'm just kind of a wuss. <laughs> Yeah, he says, I don't see the Vikings winning anymore. Ponder sucks. Just plain and simple. Yeah? Yeah? (laughs) Yep. I can't disagree with either one of you guys. I don't think he is the long-term solution to quarterback. Uh, No, I I don't. Does he have a right to change that? Yeah, but like previous quarterbacks, there have been a lot of guys like that. Not comparing him to Rex Grosson, but the situation is similar. Were they stuck with him too long? Yeah, they they somehow made the Super Bowl with him, but that's yeah. But it was like a Trent Dilfer Super Bowl, where it wasn't because the quarterback was good; it's because he was wasn't as horrendous as he could have been in previous years, and because the defense was the bomb for the Bears. Yep. So the Vikings defense needs to be the bomb, and as does the running game. If this team is going to get to the Super Bowl with Christian Bleepin Ponder as the quarterback, <laughs> or Joe Webb, Cedric Paulding says Matt Barkley. Uh-huh. Yeah, man, I'm telling you. <laughs> Matt Barkley. Wouldn't that be cool? Though I am not sure if the Vikings uh, um, are going to be in that position to take a guy of Matt Barkley's uh, stature. I don't know, uh, via the draft. Boy, oh boy, it's a busy, busy place here. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, it was a bit quieter this week, but that's okay. Or, yeah, I mean, I was quieter because I was, ex- let's just say I was extremely busy during the game, but still keeping track of it as much as possible, and then was able to watch more video that I needed to make my statements that I had to say. I had to do a lot of work this weekend, unfortunately, especially Saturday. Uh, Dan Taylor, staying apart from AP and Harvin, they're all terrible. What happened to the team the first four weeks? Yeah, that's the question that we've all that we'd all absolutely like to know. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. It's a couple of statements by Jake Severinsen. I think I I don't think I read them on the previous show. He followed recently. Not sure if he's a listener. I hope so. He says, "Were we supposed to have those two tight ends in our offense? What's their names again? Be nice to have Shank back." Not really. Of course, that's the, yeah, John Carlson and uh, what's the other guy? Yep, Kyle Rudolph. Uh, Severinsen again says, it all started in the Washington game. We keep settling for field goals. And since then, very rapid offensive decline. Sucks to see. He continues one more time saying, just what a buzzkill. But, but that while we kind of love, but that's what we kind of love about them too in a hateful kind of way, just being a Viking fan. Yep. In a way, yeah. Melissa. Now this gets a little bit vulgar. <laughs> Suffice to say, Melissa is sick of the uh, sick of Christian Ponder. Anyway, she says I never liked Ponder from the start. He is a he is terrible under pressure and can't complete a bleeping pass. Of course, fill in the blank because she wrote it out. That interception was garbage. Oh, and another thing: someone teach Ponder how to slide for bleep's sake. That's what the FFS means. I'm sure I could pretty much piece that together. Uh, this person named Ian Groman, I don't know where he came from, if he follows me, I don't think he does. I don't know how he even came to me, but whatever, right? He said, uh, please retweet, and here is my resignation as a fan. Longtime Viking fan, 27 years. He wrote some big, gigantic essay about quitting being a, yeah, okay. (laughs) No disrespect, but at the same time, I think that's taking yourself a little more seriously than you need to. No offense, but yeah. And he's not following me anyway, so I don't, I'm sure I'm sure he's not listening. But yeah, don't take yourself too seriously. That's the number one thing. Um, I love sports. I love the Vikings. But you know what, ladies and gentlemen? You know what, ladies and gentlemen? The sun did come up. This The sun will rise again tomorrow. It It will. And uh, sports as my number, yeah, sports are my number one hobby, my number one passion. Not just hobby, but passion. But again, the sun will rise tomorrow if the team sucks. <laughs> Honestly, you, you know, eventually, someday, someday, I, I'm believing that this team will win a Super Bowl. Someday. I mean, look at the Saints. Did anybody ever think they'd win a Super Bowl? And again, sorry for salt in that wound. I didn't intend to, but it's just that's. Sometimes sometimes it does happen where teams finally win. The Red Sox finally won a World Series, blah, 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 blah. Post Babe Ruth. So we'll conclude the game review. We'll briefly talk the Detroit Lions visit to Mall of America Field, and we'll call it a day. We'll be right back right after this.
And we are back here on Purple Mafia, episode number 125 of the aforementioned Purple Mafia. Thank you once again for joining the show. Thank you again, always. Uh, as mentioned, episode number 125, which is a reminder for all iPod users and Android users and other MP3 players. Remember, those of you out there, Android users, maybe you're new to the show and maybe you're listening on your computer because you don't have an iPod, but you happen to have an Android phone or device, simply go to what you know as the Google Store or Google Play or whatever, you know, the place where you get the application, go into the search bar, type in Double Twist. That is the application you need, which is an absolute mirror of iTunes. You can get anything on Double Twist that you could get on iTunes, like the Purple Mafia Show. All I have to do then is click on the podcast button, type in Purple Mafia Show, or Purple Mafia, excuse me, and listen, don't forget to check out Timberwolves Explosion as well, which is my other show, of course, very, very fun. Sebastian Balls did call into that one, <laughs> so this is a shout-out to you, Sebastian, and I do appreciate that. That show needs some colors. Timberwolves fans, don't be shy to call into that show. But, again, I'm going to ask you to hold off on the calls for this show, because this is a long show, and I tend to record on Monday nights, and... And, uh, you know, my schedule's kind of, you need to chill. So just just hold off on the calls for the next show. That's it. And then after that, back and back to normal. So that's just a, just a quick announcement. So, yep, not taking calls for episode number 126. Again, not a complaint to any of you, but once it's the, the Bears week, call in all you want. Those of you out there, the Sebastians, the Anthonys, the, the Brent Jacobsons, Malcolm, all of you guys, <laughs> whoever it is. You know, you don't, you don't all have to call, but whoever calls, you're welcome to call. <laughs> so, yeah, I miss you, Anthony, from L.A. this week. Hope all is well for you. I hope I didn't scare you away, or I'm sure the team maybe did. Same, Sebastian. But, uh, again, actually, you guys kind of did me a favor this week by not calling because of the schedule. Yeah, and i got to get up Uber early tomorrow. Yeah, it's just one of those things. It's just one of those things. Well, the Detroit football team arrives... Mall of America Field. Uh, history would, if history would tell you, Minnesota virtually always beats Detroit, except in 1997 and in uh, 2011. <laughs> the Vikings had was that a 20-point lead or was it a 23-point lead in that game last year? The Vikings had some historic collapses against the Tampa Bay Bucks and Detroit Lions. Tampa Bay always beats Minnesota. And, yeah, I agree with, uh, well, see, that's the other thing I agreed with Dave Hickey, by the way. Tampa, yeah, I said that on the show. Tampa Bay always beats the Vikings, as does Washington. I said that on the show. But maybe I picked the, yeah, okay, well, yeah, you get the idea. Anyhow, leave that where it was. <laughs> Detroit Lions were not playing very well for a while, but now they've won their last two weeks. They beat Seattle. Fairly impressively at home, 28-24. to That is the most points the Seattle Seahawks gave up this year, actually. Yes, it is. That is the new record. Seattle Seahawks gave up 28 points against the Detroit Lions. That was a pretty good win. Um, Seattle 5-4 and four at the time. Yeah, actually they're 5-4 and four now, excuse me. They were 4-4 four and four at the time. Matthew Stafford was able to pass against that pretty stingy defense for almost 400 yards, three touchdowns. Outstanding uh, effort by Matthew Stafford, who actually was doing really terrible for a while. His yardage is all the way up to about 2,300, or no, 2,400 almost. He's, believe it or not, averaging about 300 yards a game, only eight touchdown passes. So when you consider that he threw three in that Seattle game, it's pretty remarkable. Only five touchdown passes the rest of the year. Wow, so he's definitely picking it up at the right time, at least. Um, you know, for the most part, anyway. Did not look good against the Minnesota Vikings last time in Detroit, though the Detroit Lions front line looked like the steel curtain against Christian Ponder in a big way. I mean, you know, it's really hard to gauge what Detroit can do against Jacksonville because Jacksonville sucks. No disrespect to Jaguars fans or even to the Jaguars themselves, but, you know... Uh, no disrespect, yet at the same time, eh, they're a junk team, man. They're a junk team. So, you know, when Green Bay or, or Detroit or whoever beats up on them, it's just like, eh, whatever. You know, I'm, I'm just glad we weren't their only win. How, how devastating would that have been? And we could have, we pretty much should have been. 
if not for a miracle finish by the Vikings in that football game in the Dome way back in week one. But I digress back to the topic at hand with the Detroit Lions. I love saying that. <laughs> Can't you tell? Ah, oh, boy. Matthew Stafford was not good against the Vikings last time around, but he has absolutely picked it up of late. Uh, well, of late. They almost did virtually nothing against him, against the, the Chicago Bears, though. So uh, I guess he kind of had a tune-up the past two weeks. It, it's the Seattle game that intrigues me, that he did as well as he did against Seattle. I mean, really? He threw for almost 400 yards, got three touchdowns, did get an interception. But still, man, that is really good against Seattle. Really good. Uh, Adrian Peterson, that was his first game this season where it looked like, ooh, he's starting to look healthier now. He's starting to really pick it up. Christian Ponder threw for 111 yards in the game. No touchdowns, no interceptions. So he was like, meh. But, at this, you know, he completed 61.5% of his passes, or we'll just say 62%. But almost all of them were he got flushed out of the pocket and he threw like a three-yard, like, oh, type of pass. Like, thank God we got something out of it. That's basically what that whole game was. I mean, the, the longest reception of the whole game was that nice little floater he threw to Jerome Simpson, which ended up being the dagger of the game. A very clutch first down that ended up burning the clock. Very cool. Do I expect to see anything similar in this coming game? Yes, I do expect to see similarities. I do expect to see Adrian Peterson to have a very strong triple-digit type of game on the ground. He is now the Vikings' all-time leader in that category, by the way, with 31. That is amazing. I believe he has 800-yard first uh, half games already, which is just, I mean, just a legendary career for Adrian Peterson. Best running back in Vikings history, no doubt. Uh, but yeah, that's where I like. To, that's where I'm going to see. We're going to see similarities. Adrian Peterson is going to do well against the Detroit Lions. Uh, run defense, which is good, but Adrian Peterson can can do well against them. Uh, Christian Ponder, I expect to see similarities again. He is going to struggle. Oh, yeah. He is going to struggle mightily against this front line of Detroit, which doesn't get a lot of sacks, but boy, oh boy, do they get a lot of hurries. They put, quarterback, they put pressure on Christian Ponder last time around like it was no tomorrow. So, here's my prediction, folks. With this coming in, Christian Potter is going to throw for 400 yards and five touchdowns because, you know what? Because that's the way my predictions have gone. The tendencies of the teams always seem to change. No, okay, I'm not going to do that. There's no reason for me to believe Christian Potter is going to play well in this game. And if he does, you know what? Screw it. <laughs> he played well in the game. We're happy for him. Do it again against Chicago when the games really matter. Now, yes, this game absolutely matters. It's a must-win for the Minnesota Vikings to make the postseason, or to be in the hunt for the postseason. This is a must-win game for both teams here. The loser of this game, their season is over. That's a prediction. That's a very safe prediction. Unless, of course, they're the next New York Giants of 2007 or 2011, where they just say they just blow up and go all the way for no apparent reason, other than like it's just a flat-out miracle. Well, it's not going to happen with either of these teams. No. <laughs> it's not. But So I think it's a safe prediction at this time. And again, if I'm wrong, whatever. Miracles happen. You can't predict a miracle. You can't. You cannot predict a miracle. You know, you, know, you just cannot do it. Yeah, you just you would get lucky, basically. Like, no, you're going all the way. You know, I'm not going there. Uh, Vikings run defense was phenomenal against Detroit last time. I expect Mikhail or Michael Lechio to have a better game this time around. He was terrible last time, but again, I think he will be a little bit better. Matthew Stafford, obviously, I think he is going to have a very good game. I think Matthew Stafford is going to throw for over 300 yards. Unfortunately. I think the Vikings will pressure him. They will get a, they will pressure Stafford. They will he he will be on his back a decent amount in this game, but he's going to get his share of, of yardage. He is because the Vikings secondary has struggled of late. The Vikings linebackers have been terrible of late, terrible. Yeah, as long as these D Detroit Lion receivers and tight ends like. Uh, Bettigrew and, of course, Calvin Johnson, Mr. Megatron himself, as long as they catch and hold on to the passes this time rather than drop them, Detroit's going to win the football game. Oh, I hate saying it. But, yeah, Detroit will win the game if they hang on to the passes. If. <laughs> if. That's the question. 
because Kelvin Johnson struggled this year. But there's so many weapons on the Detroit Lions offense that I think it's going to be enough to defeat the Vikings. I think Christian Ponder is not good enough to defeat the Detroit Lions. Adrian Peterson is good enough, but you need Christian Ponder, who is the quarterback, the man with the ball, to be successful in order to win, you know, most of the time. In order to consistently win, you need to get some type of passing game. There is no reason to believe that this passing game is suddenly going to right itself, especially if its most dangerous and most consistent weapon is crutched, is, is crutch-bound right now, and that being Percy Harvin. I cannot pick the Vikings to win the football game. I'm afraid they're right to, to pick a score, but for the sake of... <laughs> for the sake of being accurate, or for, yeah, for the sake of entertainment, we'll say, having a show, a legitimate sports show. Detroit is going to win the football game 28-20. 28-20. So that's two touchdowns, two field goals for the Minnesota Vikings. At least one of them for Adrian Peterson. Maybe a defensive touchdown. Maybe uh, Tristan Ponder gets one to Kyle Rudolph or something, somehow, or he runs it in himself, or Adrian gets both of them. But we'll get two field goals as well from uh, Blair Walsh. Yep, so 28-20, to 20, Detroit wins the football game and, continue, and remains in the hunt, and the Minnesota Vikings will all be will be all but eliminated from the postseason in a loss to the Vikings, or the Bear, the, the Lions, the Bear Lions, yeah, the Lions. And then off to bye week they go, and then it's Green Bay, Chicago for the uh, fight of the, their life. So even if the Vikings beat Detroit, the true test begins in the coming weeks. And that, that will be really fun. If the Vikings do beat Detroit, and for whatever reason they right the ship somehow, and they start playing hot football again, that'd be great. I mean, heck, Matthew Stafford picked it up at one point. We'll see if he can do it again. And by the way, Stafford did throw for over 300 yards in the Vikings in the last game against the Vikings, but no touchdowns because guys dropped, dropped them. The Staffords, the Titus Youngs, Nate Burleson, just did not get the job done. They just didn't. Uh, Burleson was okay in the game, but not spectacular. Pettigrew caught a lot of passes, but did not get a touchdown, and he dropped some key ones, as did, of course, Kelvin Johnson, as I mentioned, 17 bajillion times. So again, as long as they can hang on to the football, Detroit will win the game. If they don't, well, 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 all bets are off at that point. Anything can happen then. I'm not picking a Vikings victory this week. Sorry. I cannot do it. And again, that proves more that I'm not a homer. And I should have proven it in previous weeks as well. Previous years. This is my fifth year doing Purple Mafia. Sixth year covering the Vikings. First, of course, mentioned on YouTube. And by the way, I for some reason did not mention the Twitter account in the previous segment. I did uh, do all the, the, the interactions, but I didn't actually mention how to get there. At Purple Mafia Show. There you go. Give that a, give that a follow. At Purple Mafia Show. So there you go. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. Don't forget to check out thesportstuff.com. That's right. Thesportstuff.com. That is a great website. Do check out the other shows on there, including Timberwolves Explosion, Brave the Wild, Without a Curse, and the Crossover. Shows like that. The phone line is, now again, no calls this no calls for the uh, Detroit game. I'm sorry again, guys. I do apologize for that. But for the Chicago game, 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. When you do call, it is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention what show you're calling into, which is, of course, the Purple Mafia show. And there you go. Statement, shout-out, question, comment, whatever it is. Bada-bing, bada-boom. You're on the air. Fantastic. <laughs> Thanks again for listening, guys. And uh, I hope the Vikings can win the game, but I can't pick it. So, do take care, everybody. We'll be back sooner rather than later.